It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday, and I can see the new year from here. It's just right around the corner. This is the last show of the year for this program. If that means anything to you, got a weekend off. Monday, we'll have off as well. All right, so I thought yesterday I cleaned up a lot of stuff for the year. I don't do year-in-review shows. A lot of people ask me to, but you're going to hear year-in-review shows all over the place. Don't need to go back and rehash everything. As far as I'm concerned... I like just moving on to the next thing. But so I like to house clean and get stuff done like I do every Friday. I house clean and try to get rid of every story we can so you can enjoy your weekend. Well, just when I thought I had done that, Democrats came in and made the same mess they did last week. Here we go. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven. the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I always do open phones every day of the week on Friday. It's the entire program. All right, so you remember we had the whole bit about, well, uh, the Democrats in Colorado, and especially their Supreme Court, wanted Trump off the ballot. And of course, that it, they never... I remember reading a tweet to you guys. Some member of the Democrat Party tweeted, we won when the Colorado Supreme Court said, yeah, let's get him off the ballot. We won. No, you didn't, you idiot. I'm so, you're just, I'll just say it, you idiot. You didn't read the decision, did you? You just read what the news reporter said, but you didn't really read the decision. And the Colorado Supreme Court said, but of course we're going to stay that. He's still on the ballot because this is going to go to the Supreme Court. Well, it went to the Supreme Court. Trump is still on the ballot. That's the short story there. So that didn't work. Now, first I'll get that because there's more to this. But first, let's get that one out of the way. Headline, Trump returns to Colorado ballot after GOP appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, that was fast. Colorado Republican Party is appealing the U.S. Supreme Court case where the state Supreme Court ruled Donald Trump is to be removed from the 2024 Republican presidential primary ballot. The appeal automatically places the former president on the March 5th, 2024 primary ballot when certification takes place. Due to stipulations in the Colorado Supreme Court ruling, according to a news release, however, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, declined to hear the case, or if it affirms the Colorado Supreme Court, whether Trump would not appear on the actual ballot. So they got the ballot thing to go through. But as far as the um, primary one, he's on that. Okay. So then it goes on to what the Colorado Supreme Court said in the petition. You've heard all of that, right? Okay. So you think, well, this is done. 
Uh, in California, by the way, California approves Trump for the primary ballot. There were people in California who said remove him from the ballot. He's going to be on the ballot. So, sorry, Democrats, he's going to be on that one, too. But no, 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 hang on. There are still people freaked out by the president. And so now we go to the state of Maine. The Maine Secretary of State says Trump is an eligible appeal on the back. Has she not been paying attention to what's been going on? Maine's Democrat Secretary of State on Thursday, yesterday, determined that former President Donald Trump is an eligible appeal on the ballot, but the decision will not be carried out until the U.S. Supreme Court weighs in on the controversial rulings, which continue to pile up, like the one in Colorado. So this should already be over. But all right. In the ruling, the Secretary of State of Maine wrote that she held a hearing during December 15th on the challenges to Trump's nomination. The first two, she said, contested Trump's qualifications for office under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And we all know about that. And, and this is where, let me see, this is a tweet. This is the, what she put out there, her decision. Okay. Her decision follows legal filings from Trump's team on Wednesday, arguing that this Secretary of State should recuse herself from the case, completely biased Democrat partisan, which she is, by the way. The decision also follows the Colorado Supreme Court ruling, of course, which has... Again, Trump is going to be on the ballot in Colorado. So there. I don't understand what the main secretary of state is trying to do because, well, again, he's already, he's already back on the ballot in Colorado. So I don't understand what she thinks this is going to do. Much like the Supreme Court in Colorado, when, when that happened, when the Supreme Court in Colorado ruled to take him off the ballot, my first thought was, well, they can't do that. And there's several reasons why. One of them is we talked about there, yeah, there's a constitutional provision in the 14th Amendment against insurrection, but there's no law defining it. That's a problem. Next, Trump has not been actually charged with anything. So for all those people who are wagging their finger, I don't care if you like the guy or not. That's not my, forget that, put that aside. Yeah, what your feelings of him are, just put that aside. Uh, He hasn't been charged with anything. No one has actually charged him with insurrection. Okay, so, yeah. And therefore, there's not been a case in front of a court where he's been found guilty of insurrection. He'd have to, there'd have to be a law written. Then there'd have to be the charge. Then he would have to go to court and be found guilty of it. And none of that's happened. So you can't take him off the ballot. So for the state of Maine, he should wind up right back on the ballot again. All right, now, with all of that, let's go back here to the state of Wyoming. Because in Wyoming, there is a former lawyer, retired lawyer, very partisan Democrat kind of guy, which is, if that's what he wants to be, fine. So he filed to get Trump taken off of Wyoming's ballot for the primary. All right, so he's having a fight with Secretary of State Chuck Gray over this. And he has called for Chuck Gray's resignation, which is laughable. But, okay, here's the story, Cowboy State Daily. This is just two guys pointing fingers at each other and yelling. It really means nothing, okay? 
In a fiery volley with Wyoming Secretary of State, a retired attorney asking a state judge to remove Donald Trump from the state's election ballot is now warning the judge that she could suffer death threats if she sides with him, with the Secretary of State. See, this gives you an idea of the mental state of the former lawyer, I believe, my opinion, of the former lawyer who's from Laramie, who's filing these charges, saying to the judge, if you don't, if you don't go ahead and remove him from the ballot, you could wind up death threats. Tim Newcomb issued a warning Wednesday in response to filings by the Secretary of State Chuck Gray, in which he also urges Gray to resign. Gray responding, calling Newcomb a madman. Uh, Newcomb and Gray have been sparring back and forth in court filings following the November 1st petition asking Albany County District Court Judge to prevent the former president and U.S. Senator Cynthia Lummis from appearing on the state's election ballots over uh, anywhere. And uh, Gray's fighting the petition, arguing Newcomb lacks standing in the suit for one thing. Newcomb Wednesday filing his final response to Gray. It urges to set a hearing on the issue. Newcomb also claims in his filing that if the judge uh, sides with him, others will be threatened over it. Uh, In candor to the court, death threats, if the court agrees with the petitioner's verified complaint against the court, her honor, uh, litigants, witnesses, staff personnel, and their families, uh, you know, death threats will come, he says, basically, in the filing. Okay. Uh, Again, this goes back and forth and back and forth between the two, but you get the idea. All right. So this is another thing that I look at and think, well, it's just going to be thrown out in the state of Wyoming, too. So this is a whole lot of noise about nothing. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in Maine, but we've already seen what the U.S. Supreme Court's done with Colorado. And I'm going to do it again. Yes, there is the 14th Amendment, but there is no law on this. No, no one has, Trump has not been charged with anything. No one ever charged him with insurrection. And he was never found guilty in a court of law. Therefore, you can't get him off the ballot. Sorry. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six twenty-three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming, from my eighty, John and Granite Candy. Morning, Glenn. U.S. Supreme Court has not heard the ballot case yet. Colorado Supreme Court put it. I know that the Colorado Supreme Court put it in their ruling, uh, but the U.S. Supreme Court is hearing the case there, and it's not in front of the judges yet. The, the, in other words, the process has begun, is what I'm saying, John. And because the process has begun, then what was put on the Colorado Supreme Court decision means he's still on the ballot. That's what I was saying. So uh, he's still, for those people who thought, we won, he's still going to be on, he's, he's taken off the ballot in Colorado. No, he's not. He's on the ballot. Okay. And then the story that I was reading goes on to say that this has nothing to do with whether he's going to be on the ballot for the general election, though. That's still got to be done. But again, when you take a look at the decision from the Colorado Supreme Court, the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court is hearing this, and, and they're going to hear this, then 
well, nothing changes in Colorado. So for all those people cheering, we won. You haven't won anything. Now, on that note, let's go back. See, I like consistency in things. So remember Congressman George Santos, charged with conspiracy, wire fraud, false statements, false records, aggravated identity theft, credit card fraud, all these things, right? He lied about everything and yet was able to fool New York voters and become a congressman for the Republican Party in New York City. Now, he's been run out of office, finally, about time. And I agreed with everybody who wanted him gone. They were even Republicans, too, just want the guy gone. So as long as we're doing this, okay, for those who are really mad and want Trump because insurrection, hey, while we're at it, can we go through a whole list of reasons of why Biden should have been not just run out of office when he was a senator, but he should have been thrown in jail a long time ago and his son? So what gets me is when people turn the blind eye. And uh, you know, hooray for my guy, but they'll go ahead and accuse somebody else or vice versa. This person needs to be thrown out of office because of these horrible things. Okay, fine. If you're going to go that way, then we need to throw your guy out too, who's guilty of the same stuff. But again, it, it, very typical of people who play politics, and the Democrats are doing this right now. They don't even want to take a look at anything bad that Biden ever did. But remember, this is the same group of people I just, I, it God, it frustrated me to know him. When Obama finished his last days in office, and I want to say it was on CNN, but there was a panel discussion on television. And all these people who are Democrat voters and members of the press, well, gosh, we actually had a scandal-free administration. And they're all nodding their head. Yeah, scandal-free administration. No, you didn't. You did not have a scandal-free administration. Obama administration was one of the most scandal-ridden administrations in the history of U.S. presidencies. But you guys chose just to turn a blind eye to all of this. And yet Trump comes along, and no matter what he says or does, you want him impeached for it. And then after he's out of office, you want to make sure he stays out of office for it. Well... All I'm asking for here is consistency. You want to throw the bad guys out? You want to throw corrupt people out? You want to throw dangerous people out? Fine. We're going to have to look at your guys, too. If you're going to be consistent about it, I'm happy to have this this conversation with you. But if you're going to go after the other party and try to protect people in your party, no matter what they do, no. Absolutely not. That's why I, I looked up uh, George Santos, uh, Congress, former Congressman Santos, and all the things besides lying about everything to get that political office. Again, charged with conspiracy, wire fraud, false statements while under an investigation, falsifying records, aggravated identity theft, credit card fraud, to name a few things. Now, again, don't just look at Santos and do that. Let's go ahead and take a look at how many members of Congress, I don't care what political party, and our current president. And let's go ahead and clean house here if we're really going to be serious about it, which I think would really be a good thing. What I'm asking for here is consistency in this. And so far, I've never seen it because both parties, I, and just to be fair about it, for you Trump supporters out there, 
when Trump has said something outrageously stupid, and he has, or did something as president he shouldn't have done, which he did, Trump supporters would go into complete denial phase of it, as if the man was a saint. Yeah, I know you want to protect your guy, but take the blinders off here and let's be real about this now, okay? If we're actually going to have this conversation, don't do what the Democrats do, okay? Play it honest and fair all the way through, whether you're hearing stuff that you want to hear or not. So if you Democrats out there, hey, you, you want to uh, file charges against Trump and get him off the ballot? Well, then we're going to have to throw your guy in jail while we're at it. Let's wake up Wyoming. Your Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. I was picking on President Biden. This one came in. Report Biden administration officials tried to hide the Chinese spy balloon incident. No, gosh, really? Seriously, golly gosh, Biden tried to hide and lied about something? Really? Biden administration hoped to keep Chinese spy balloon incident a secret and let uh, the device move along without alerting anybody. NBC News revealed that on Friday. January 27th, phone call happened between General Mark uh, Milley and NORAD, Chief General Glenn. Well, it talks about all the different generals and so on involved in that, but okay. Uh, the outlet cited the NBC News report, said the administration initially wanted to hide the device from Congress and the public. They couldn't do it because some guy in Montana looked up and saw it. And because of this blasted gosh darn internet thing he was able to make news out of it and this time nobody thought to label it as fake news and tried to suppress it quote before it was spotted publicly there was the intention to study it let it pass over never tell anyone about it the outlet continued a senior Biden administration official denied there was any attempt to keep the balloon secret to the extent of any of this and keep it quiet at all, that was in large part to protect intel-related findings, they said. Uh, soon after a phone call, military jets were dispatched. and go, You know the whole story there. President Biden eventually had the balloon traveling across the United States shot down. Remember that? Which I still kind of get a chuckle out of. We... Build this one of the most incredible military airplanes ever, ever constructed. The Raptor. I mean, this thing is just amazing what it can do, and the technology inside this thing, and a lot of it's classified technology. Right? It's a very expensive. These Raptors are very expensive airplanes, but man, the world has never seen anything like it. Currently, there's nothing out there that can touch them, and it's been a while. They've been flying for a while. Never got it. Never got into any kind of combat because we haven't needed them. And then finally, they have their moment, and they shoot down a balloon, which I think um, was that get. Does that get put on the side of the airplane, uh, the Chinese balloon, like they do if they shot down an actual airplane? Does it? All right. Morning, Nick. 
talking, I was listening to you before I got out of reception of the radio. You're talking about the the wacko attorney out of Laramie with Chuck Gray. Yes. And with the judge. Right. Uh, is it just me or is that when a Republican says something that you may receive death threats or this may happen to a Democrat, now all of a sudden they're trying to find charges against them. But if a Democrat says that to a Republican right. or even a judge and official, it's okay. It's okay, yeah, because he's just warning the judge, you understand. He's just, that was just a warning here. So you're right. Yeah, if it was flipped the other way, uh, what would it be treated like? Uh, that warning would be con- considered or constituted as a possible threat. Yeah, which to me, my personal opinion here, I look at uh, that lawyer and I think I now know what kind of nutball we're dealing with. Oh, absolutely. And it's just he's he's retired, so he's got nothing more than time to just continue to irritate the hell out of sure. Chuck Gray and anybody else that does not agree with him. Right. All right. Well, I let you know. Let the guy make some noise in his retirement, uh, so we can just sit back and laugh at him because he's not going to get away with it, frankly. So, uh, no, it's 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 it is funny to see how ridiculous some of these people are coming up on their yeah. thoughts and ideas and how they're in the route that they're going and they're taking. All right. All right. Thanks for calling, Nick. Happy New Year, sir. So, Nick, and I like it says here, Miss Mary wrote, Nick parked. <laughs> so, I guess you pulled over somewhere to go, Nick, to go ahead and make that call. Yeah. Uh, well, we get calls from all over the place, but it's uh, a lot of people listening on the road. And I, well, I try to picture parked where. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. The uh, lawyer in Laramie, retired attorney in Laramie, writing to the judge in this case to get Trump off the Wyoming ballot. If you end up siding with these people, you know, you you side, you're going to get death threats if you side with me on this because I, okay. Again, it just shows me the character of this lawyer. I know exactly who we're dealing with now. And then starts calling for uh, Chuck Gray, our Secretary of State, to resign over this, which, of course, is ridiculous. It's just absolutely not going to happen. Chuck Gray is not going to hear that and go, oh, gosh, you're right. Holy cow, gosh, he called for me to resign. I better hurry up and do it. I'll start packing my bags now. I'll be out by the first of the year. I've got the weekend to go. Yeah, is that what he thinks is going to happen? 642, wake up Wyoming. Got something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Last show of the year, Frank, and I think at work today it's just you, me, and Mary uh, again. Yes. You know, um, mm-hmm. I feel privileged to be here with you and Mary. Yeah, on sure, the, you do. Uh, and two two days to go. Yes, the last yes. the last well, day well, of working only day. because I bought treats. That's the only. Well, reason well of course, you know, yeah, I'd be very disappointed if you didn't say, you know what? Thanks. Yes. You know, to to thank me uh-huh. and Mary yeah, personally yeah. with. Yes, and you notice I decided to balance it out. So I know, so I got fruit. Yes, so, okay, on the one hand, there's the Danish goodie. Mm -hmm. Okay, on the other hand, I have some uh, chopped up melon there for you. The two balance each other out. 
Oh, very much so. Yeah. So, and one of them can help weight loss. The other helps weight gain. So, well, well, so it's you're neutral. even. It's neutral yeah, after that. Yeah. So you just go ahead and enjoy that and feel guilt-free after that. You're not breaking any pre-New Year's resolutions like you needed to lose weight. I, I'm not going to feel I guilty just, about any, yeah, anything for free. Enjoy that. So, okay, we got a bowl game coming up this weekend. Tomorrow. Here. Yes, and I want to know... Who does Wyoming have to play to get on a real television station? Well, they're on. This is gonna. This is you know from Barstool Sports televised yeah. it last year and it was only online or you know the you know or streamed or whatever it was and it's kind of a weird broadcast. It's more like a bunch of guys in a bar. Yeah. You know, kind of broadcasting the game. Okay. This year they're going to have it's going to actually be on TV to be on the CW. Okay. Yeah. Whatever channel that is, yeah. you know. So at least people will be able to get it. It's going to be an unusual broadcast. So I, I if you find it, you know, a little bit on the unusual side, I mean, you can certainly turn down the sound mm-hmm. on the TV and turn on the radio. Okay, that was about to say. <laughs> Since it's probably going to suck on television, just turn on the radio. Just turn on the radio. There'll be a little bit of a delay, you know, mm-hmm. depending on which way it is. So sometimes, you know, you'll see the play and then then you hear the radio broadcast. And sometimes you hear the radio broadcast and then... Oh, that was the play. Yeah, well, okay, but that's a good way to go ahead and get the thing. Or just do what I do. Just uh, wake up Sunday and look at the news. Right. If, I, yeah. I, I I can tell you a, a number of times where I just haven't had a chance to watch it. Just, yeah. I, I, I watch the highlights on YouTube the yes. next day. Fine. There yeah. you go. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will conclude the season tomorrow in Tucson. They'll meet Toledo in the Arizona Bowl. You know, it's been quiet for the folks during the week down there, and head coach Craig Bowl will be working the final game of his career, so everyone Everyone wants to send him out on the right note. And everyone seems to be healthy. And now is the time to got to get out there and win one for the old ball coach. Toledo had some key players exit through the transfer portal. So this is still going to be a challenging game for, for UW. And they have to play tough as nails defense like they usually do. Throw the ball for show and run the ball for no. Cowboys three and a half point favorites in the game. That's a 2.30 start from Tucson tomorrow. Had that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Pro football, the Denver Broncos with very, 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 very slim playoff hopes and they will host the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. The Broncos aren't good enough to make the playoffs anyway at 7 and 8 but they have not they have not been mathematically eliminated. They have Jarrett Stidham at quarterback uh, this week as Russell Wilson finds himself on the bench. Head coach Sean Payton says says he wants to spark on offense and the and really the team wants to save money on his contract by keeping him healthy so they don't have to pay him like $38 million if he's not. Denver's coming off an embarrassing loss to a bad New England team last week, yet they are three-and-a-half-point favorites in Sunday's game. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at BYU tomorrow, and BYU comes into the game rated 12th in the country. They're 11-1. Traditionally, Wyoming winning at BYU in men's basketball is just rare, and the Pokes come in at 7-5 after an ugly loss to UTEP in the Sun Bowl Tournament in El Paso. 4 p.m. start from Provo tomorrow. I'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. And the Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will open up Mountain West Conference play tomorrow and Laramie hosting Boise State. Cowgirls are 5-6 and six on the year after an ugly loss to Eastern Washington in, a, in the Las Vegas tournament. That was a 19-point defeat they absorbed and turnovers remain an issue for this team. Boise State is 9-4 and four, and they were drove by Eastern Washington this season. That's a 12-30 start from the AA in Laramie tomorrow. That's it in sports. So this Broncos guy needs to just get suited up and go sit there on the bench for the whole game? Pretty much. Two games. Two games. They wow. do not want him hurt or they okay. will he has it's to pass his physical in march and okay. they'll probably cut him mm-hmm. so do you think he will get bored and frustrated sitting there or I'm will he sure. be laughing all the way to the bank 
You know what, Glenn? I'm, I think it's probably both. He's okay. he gets paid a lot of money. Yeah. And next year, in all likelihood, he'll be with another team that's going to pay him okay. some serious cash. See, if I had to sit there on the bench and just twiddle my thumbs for how long is a football game? Well, you know, three yeah. hours. You know? I would go ahead and do something that would get me a lot of media attention and just make people laugh like crazy. Because just sitting there. Yeah. You, know? you, you got to look like you're engaged. Yes, exactly. You can't right, just yeah. sit there going, eh. Mm, yeah. Do something just silly. Yeah. You know, though, for the entire three hours. You know, that'll play get... tic-tac. Oh, that'll, sure. that, that, that'll, that'll get the that'll get yeah, the coach's sure, attention. Yeah. Knit something. That'd be <laughs> that'll really get yeah. the coach's attention. <laughs> okay. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We'll roll into news time after that. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sixth of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It's the last program of the year. So there's a lot to cover here before I get out for the year. Open phones all the way, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Before I get into the next news story, just a little side note for you here. So yesterday, I'm at a grocery store, and I'm checking out. And I look over, and I see the Powerball Lottery, right? The grand prize currently, this is one of those big ones coming up. The grand prize currently is $760 million estimated jackpot. And they're going to give out the winning numbers in 37 hours, 51 minutes. I'm looking at their website right now. Here's what gets me. This has always just been an irritant with me. So they say the estimated jackpot is $760 million. Now, there's two ways to take that money. And on one hand, you can go ahead and get regular checks from them. The problem with that is a couple of things. One, over time, over your lifetime of collecting that money, inflation will eat away at the worth of it. You're not going to be earning interest money on it. And, of course, there's no guarantee your government is going to have that money. Because, you know, the way your government's spending money, right? There's no way, even if they always put the money aside in some kind of an escrow thing, this is your government here. There's no guarantee they're going to have this. So a lot of people figure it out as, even when it comes to taxes, it would be better because taxes go up all the time, just to take the lump sum payout. 
but the lump sum payout is less of a lump because they take it taxes out in advance. Now, God help you if you live in a state where there's a state income tax because they want a cut of that too. So they're estimated, not including a state income tax, okay? An estimate here is if you take the lump sum, you'll get $382.5 million. Now let's take a look at this. They tell you if you win this, you're going to get $760 million. But you're actually going to get $382.5 million. Now, when I pointed this out to people... What, $382.5 million is not enough for you? No, that's not the point. The promise was $760 million. Uh, if, I, if I were to buy a ticket and win that, I'm not going to see $760 million. And if you think, well, the one lump sum, well, your taxes were taken out in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they're going to keep taxing that. Uh, my complaint is it's not as promised. It's, yes, th that's a massive amount of money. It is not as promised, never was. And every time I look at that, every time there's a big lottery number and I look at it and go, wow, that would be a lot of money if they actually gave all that money to you, but you're not going to get anywhere near that. You're still going to get a nice chunk, 380-some million. It's nothing to sneeze at, but not what they promised. And I've seen, I've never, I've never been to Vegas, but I've seen the videos. Someone wins millions of dollars at a slot machine. And the moment they pull that thing that, you know, hammer down, whatever they do these days, and win it, someone from the IRS is there immediately. Yeah, there's IRS agents hanging out in casinos waiting for someone to win. And boom, they are there. One of the reasons I like the idea of the fair tax, hate the name of it, but uh, it would eliminate that. It would just flat out eliminate that. So if you went to Vegas and won a few million dollars, you'll walk out with a few million dollars. If you won the lottery, you won $700 million in the lottery, you get $700 million. Yeah, it's a much better tax system than what we're doing currently right now. That's just insane. All right, that's a little pet peeve of mine I thought about yesterday. Here's another one. <clears throat> California. I pick on California a lot, I know. To find stores from now on, it begins the, in the new year this law begins. If a store has toys... They have to have gender-neutral toys for kids 12 and under, or they will be fined. That's actually, you wonder why so many people are just packing up and leaving California? All right, here's the story. California stores with more than 500 employees, so they have to do more than 500 employees. That means if I was a California store, I would make sure that I had 499 employees to get around this law will soon be fined for not having gender-neutral toys in a toy section once January 1st kicks in. The bill, signed in 2021 by Gavin Newsom, will force stores to sell child care items or toys uh, to pay a $500 fine if they fail to create a gender-neutral toy section for 12 and under. The child care item, according to the legislation, means any product designed or intended by the manufacturers to facilitate sleep, relaxation, feeding, help the children um, with teething, stuff like that. Traditional toys for boys and girls won't be outlawed, but a gender-neutral section must be created. 
Greg Burt, vice president of California Family Research Council, a conservative policy nonprofit, told Fox News in an interview Tuesday, the law violates the First Amendment for one thing. This is, well, also, it just is government getting involved in the economy as well. If, if a store if it has toys and they're not selling the kind of toys that parents want, then they're going to have problems making sales. Because if, if parents want a gender-neutral section, then stores will put it in. Quote, this is government-compelled speech, she says. The government is deciding to tell a religious person, that could be a Muslim-owned business for that matter, he says, that they have to use certain words and advertise certain toys, and those words might violate the belief system of a particular Muslim-owned business. He said Muslim-owned business, he can't say Christian-owned business. Oh, can't do that? That would be offensive. No, you can't. No, because we have to attack the Christian-owned businesses. So you got the government now dictating the signage in stores, he says, uh, about what words can be used to advertise a product. This is a Pandora's box. Many more stores have already been complying with the law, a Los Angeles-based toy store owner said on uh, Tuesday. According to the legislation, keeping similar items that are uh, traditionally marketed for either boys or girls and making them separate could be more difficult. And Okay, put them in a whole separate section. But, all right. Once again, why so many people are just packing up and leaving the state of California businesses as well. Now, they say if a store has 500 employees or less. Yeah. And they do that because they understand in California, they understand very little in California, but they do understand that smaller businesses will have trouble complying with things like this. Bigger businesses can absorb it. But how about just leave the business alone? A retail store will put out whatever it thinks the customers want. And if a section like that is warranted for sales, they'll do it. Without being told to. 7.15, wake up. If it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 20 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so yesterday we solved a major problem on this program, and I accidentally did it. And it kind of exploded from there. So let's go through it now. I got all sorts of other serious news. Yes, maybe we'll get to some later. We have a problem here in the state of Wyoming with what we call Torons. These are the people who show up to our various parks, and Yellowstone being one of the main ones. And they try to pet the fluffy cows. I have a video I watched this morning of a woman. Her husband was helping her, older couple, <clears throat> old and round, very round. And they went down to one of these really hot, boiling pools of water, and she wanted to stick her fingers in it, which she burned her hand. Duh. There's signs up there telling you not to do this. You want to stick your head in the boiling acid water? Go ahead. But there's signs telling you not. And to further drive it home... They put fines on the sign. Not only will it hurt the entire time you're doing it, whatever it is you're doing, but you're going to get fined, too, and charged with a crime. And it's right there on the sign, but people don't seem to care. Now, as an example of this, next time you're driving down the highway and you see a sign that says littering, $250 fine, take a look at the garbage around that sign. Someone who has a soda can will probably take aim at the littering sign on the way down the highway. They don't care. 
they'll risk a $250 fine because what are the odds that they're going to get caught? That's why you find trash all up and down the highways. Next time you're driving somewhere, not even just a highway, back roads. Look at all the garbage, all those slobs that just throw stuff out the window. Look at all that junk. And there's signs everywhere, $250, sometimes $500 fine, and they don't care. So I decided yesterday we're going about this the whole the wrong way completely now there's an article that i wrote with the help of miss mary and she did something really creative and fun that goes with this i'll get to in just a moment but i decided instead of a fine what if we charge a fee yeah so if you see a sign don't pet the fluffy cow five hundred dollar fine people walk right by it and go pet the fluffy cow but what if we had a little booth sitting there and someone charging? You want to pet the fluffy cow? It'll cost you $500. I'm not paying that. People walk away. When something's too pricey, they walk away. So all we have to do is change it from a fine to a fee. And most people will refuse to pay that. They're just not going down. Miss Mary, being very clever... And also <clears throat> was spending time goofing off yesterday at her desk. When you go yes, when you go to the story that's on the Wake Up Wyoming site, you'll see what she put out here. It's uh, packages and pricing for this whole idea. Yellowstone Torons Inc. is the name of the company she came up with. And you can go online and click in packaging and pricing. So <clears throat> the Geyser Spa, $4,000. Risk your life and limb. For a once-in-a-lifetime, literally, soak in Yellowstone's famous geysers. You can get unlimited access. Hydrothermal geysers reaching up to 459 Fahrenheit. Invite your dumbest friends. Really, truly a bad idea. Want it? $4,000. We'll let you go. See, if we put $4,000 as a fine, and people will walk right past the sign and do it. I have videos of people doing it. I have video of people sticking their face down the hole of a geyser to see what's down there. Well, that'll cost you $4,000 advance because now it's a fee. Next one, the Fluffy Cow Snuggler, labeled as most popular. That's a $10,000 fee, not a fine, a fee. You got to pay up front, walk right up to a fluffy animal and cuddle if you dare. There's unlimited access, bison, bears, moose, elk, and a whole lot more. Perfect for the animal lover. You can commemorate it with a video, by the way. Oh, you'll be famous. Unique mauling experience. How many people can say they've been mauled by a buffalo? Very few. You have the experience. $10,000 up front. And then go right ahead. By the way, this does not include any kind of help. Um, the EMT the, that are going to show up, the medical guy, that, yeah, they're not, we're, we're not paying for that. You are. And as you get life flighted out, that's on you too. We're not paying for that. It's all in the fine print. Also, finally, and I like this, Mary, I really like this one a lot. I hadn't thought about this. The off-road explorer package. Well, they tell you stay on marked trails, right? What if you decide, screw the marked trails. I want to go exploring outside the marked trails. Okay. $2,000. You can get an off-trail ticket. Satisfy your adventurous heart exploring Yellowstone's restricted areas and never return. By the way, we're not going to come looking for you either. 
Okay. Unlimited access, carcass dump sites. So we have something to do with your body if we do find you. Bear management area, wolf dens, personalized missing persons poster. So before you go to do this off, you know, trail walk, we will happily take a picture of you and put up a missing persons poster for you. Yeah, so everybody can see what you look like should they come across your lifeless, bloated body. So there, see? We have all of this worked out for you. Now, if you want the whole plan, you go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. I have it all up there uh, right now, including the entire packages that Miss Mary has sent them out. And you can go ahead and pay up front for your entire experience at Yellowstone. I think this is the best idea ever in reverse psychology because most people won't go for it. The vast majority of people will say, forget it. And we've solved the Toron problem, mostly. There will be a few people with deep pockets who still want the experience, and they'll go ahead and pay for it. And that's fine, because they, they become our YouTube videos. By the way, if you want the video of the older fat couple, as he's helping her down to a boiling acid pool, and I do literally mean a boiling acid pool, so she can stick her hand in there and feel it. And then she goes hopping away, go, oh, I got it, bird. That video is part of the story. Yeah, I made sure to make that part of the story. So you can go ahead and watch that for yourself. I know you might be looking at that thinking, that's really dark. But you're curious now, aren't you? Hell yeah, you are. So that one's included there. And I also included a video of some being, somebody being gored by a bison because they got too close to it. Also, Miss Mary's pricing package from Yellowstone Torons, Inc. is available as well. So you can share that with your friends, especially if you have any friends that are going to come visiting Yellowstone. Kevin and Wheatland, $50,000 fine for not paying required fees. No, no, we're not doing fines anymore. We're not doing fines. No, we're not. We're doing fees from now on. Yeah, they have to pay in advance. All we have to do is set up a bunch of booths. These booths should be mobile, by the way. We can put them on the back of a truck. So some of the, because, you know, bison herds move around. So the fee booth can move around with the bison herd, I figure. Would probably be the best way to do that. So my sister, quote, I wish I, it, oh, my sister has a new blankie. It looks like uh, it's got shells all over it. Not real shells, but it's a blankie with prints of shells. Looks really nice. She wishes her plugged in like Miss Mary. Someone got Miss Mary the perfect present for Christmas. She sits in her office now, covered in a blanket while she's working, and it's a plug-in blanket. You might think, oh, an electric blanket? Yeah, 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 basically. All right, coming up on some local news that we have to take care of right after local news update on the weather forecast. Then, Don Day is out of town. It's going to be Mark... Cure filling in for him. So we'll get your weather forecast leading into the entire weekend, which overall looks really nice. Wake up, Wyoming. Or he's talking to himself in a padded room, and you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97-WOODS. Hey, 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 hey,
736 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, so I've got something added to what I was just telling you guys about. Now, the story is on the Wake Up Wyoming website, which Miss Mary, Mary will alert out at some point here. But the whole idea is we've been doing it wrong. Uh, someone goes to Yellowstone National Park. There's a sign that says there's a $500 fine for stepping off the boardwalk and walking over to the geyser. Partly because that's boiling acid water, literally. And people ignore the sign, and they walk right off the boardwalk and go, assuming that no one's going to catch me, I'm not going to have to pay the fine. By the way, actor Pierce Brodron of, you know, 007 fame was just cited at Yellowstone National Park for going right through a restricted area. Yeah, right past the signs that told him not to do that. The actor Pierce Brodron just did that a couple of days ago. And so he's been fine. So I figure we're doing it wrong. We don't charge a fine because nobody cares. Instead, we charge a fee. So for the roaming herds like buffalo, we have a, uh, a little truck that drives around, which is a ticket booth. <clears throat> Want to go pet the fluffy cows, get a selfie taken with one? Fine. And there's a fee that they pay up front. And they sign a waiver that whatever damage happens to them, that's not our problem. You better be ready with the emergency services, including life flight, because we'll just let you bleed out out there. We're not going to help you. That's all on you. My brother-in-law, Phil, says, charge admission for people to watch other people using their stupid people packages. Yes, I think that's great. The park can make a ton of money off of this. So someone gets the selfie with a fluffy cow package or stick your face in the geyser package. Wouldn't you like to watch that? So the speakers are suddenly blaring with, in just a few minutes, some dumbass is going to walk out there and stick his face down the geyser hole. Tickets on sale now at the booth. And you just go over, buy your ticket, rush over, stand there and watch it happen. Shoot video. Make yourself a YouTube star out of this jerk. <clears throat> Great idea, Phil. The park is making money left and right. Now, on that note, but while I have your attention... I haven't opened it yet, but I will. Some friends of mine up in Gillette, Wyoming, got me this for Christmas. It's a game. Now, I'm not big on board games. I don't like... I've tried playing board games, but I just never got into them. I don't play board games. This one's called Florida Man. Can you tell which outrageous story is made up? The point of the board game, kind of like Trivial Pursuit, right? You pull out a... A card which has a headline on it. And you have to decide in order to advance on the game whether the headline of the Florida Man story is real or fake. And I can tell you right now, it's not going to be easy. Some of these stories are so insane. There's, you're going to get it wrong. So at some point, not today, I'll open up this game and we'll go through it on the air and play the Florida Man game. I also like to do this with, you know, I talk about the satirical website Babylon B, which writes some of the best, better than Onion News, some of the best satire I've ever, ever read. Babylon B came up with a website called Not the Bee. These are stories that are so outrageous, but they're true. You think they're satire, but they're not. They're absolutely true. I'm, I'm looking at their site right now. Let me see. 
introducing nomophobia, the fear of being without, oh my God. No, no mo, nomophobia. Okay. The fear of being without your smartphone. That's actually a news story about a new phobia. Maybe it's been around for a while. People have a phobia of not having their smartphone with them at all times. Okay. Another headline, the IRS just took a jaw-dropping recent amount of money in 2023 thanks to a process called aggressive audits. That's just scary. But some of the stories here, when I read the headlines... Uh, from not to be. I think I'm reading a satirical website, and I think this can't possibly be true. And yet, it, here's one for you. I'll get into this next hour. This is an actual headline. An ecosexual woman claims she is in an erotic relationship with a tree. That's an actual headline. Ecosexual woman claims she is in an erotic relationship with a tree. That's an actual headline and not kidding. Now, you have made in the past, I'm sure you've made fun of tree huggers. This takes it to a whole new level that I don't even want to talk about and I'm not even going to try to talk about on the air. I'm just not going there. That's the type of game this is. Right, I got to get a hold of Don Day with your weekend and New Year for. In fact, Don's on vacation. It's going to be Mark Hewer up in just a few. You asked for an expert. Uh, we didn't have the budget for that. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, weekdays 6 to 10 a.m. and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Mark Ewer from Day Weather. So apparently you were successful in scheduling for us a really nice holiday weekend. Yeah, it's, it's nice when it works out the way you nice? like yeah. it. <laughs> Don Day took me down to the cellar one time of the tower you guys work out of and showed me the machine that does it. So I know this is all real then. So the temperatures are above seasonal, I would say. Yeah, we're running, you know, pretty close to 7 to 10 degrees above average as a whole. We should be into the upper 30s, low 40s, depending on exact location for highs, uh, teens for lows. And... We're going to be well in the 40s today into uh, Saturday for non-snow-covered areas. Just a little bit of breeze, central Wyoming, Casper folks. Otherwise, you know, even not having wind here across Wyoming and a lot of teens and 20s for lows. Now, I did notice, though, that around us, it's still pretty much like winter time. I mean, we're being spared this because of another high-pressure system, but that's not true for everybody else. Yeah, you got to travel a ways. I mean, there was the good snowstorm out in the Nebraska and South Dakota sections of eastern Wyoming. Uh, you know, earlier in the week we've talked about now it's out in the central United States, upper Midwest. They're getting their shot of some winter. They've had some really mild winter, though, so far this fall. And you got to go all the way over the West Coast in order to get uh, any weather either and pretty much through the rockies uh snowpack is below average going to continue to be that way and it won't be until probably around next weekend and thereafter glenn that we'll start to see some fast moving weather systems move through yeah okay so that's that next high pressure system that gets pushed out and that's where i know you guys aren't predicting that far out yet 
but I still get the idea that maybe finally that door to Canada gets opened up and it starts the the, the long train of one system after the next starts rolling through. Yeah, and that'll be towards the uh, middle and latter half of January. It looks like. Okay, well, not bad at all. All right, yeah. so, so what, what are you doing this weekend then? I mean, it's nice weather out there. Yeah, hopefully a little hunting. Going to go down to the Broncos game on Sunday with my yeah. son. And uh, okay. got to work on Monday a little bit. All right. All right. Well, oh, you have to work on Monday. I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, we won't be here Monday. Oh, okay. All right. We I'll have, tell Watson. the time off. There. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just go ahead yeah. and, and just sit by the phone and just pretend or something like that. But have a great New Year. Okay, I'll talk to you anyway. All even right, though you're sounds not good. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> Coming up on 748 now, let's head over to the next studio. Where, wait, hey, hang on a second now. That was the Apocalypse song. Now, I was about to intro Frank Gambino with an Apocalypse song that I play. You don't want that. Especially when we get to the end of the year here, you don't want that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, an Apocalypse song? Yeah. Just get it over with. Because that's what we are. I did... Pushed up. Uh, my my sister mentioned this. It's on the Wake Up Wyoming site. We always talk about New Year's resolutions at this time, and I put a post up of New Year's resolutions that Wyomingites should make, but we're not going to. Okay. Okay. So a few examples here. Uh, dress like a normal adult when going to Walmart or the dollar store. Well, that 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 applies to all fifty states. Yeah. So no pajamas or sweatpants or anything. Why even bother? Because we know they're going to do. Have it. some self respect. Yes, okay. Uh, don't buy any more guns this year in Wyoming. Well, no, that's a big that's a big Christmas gift. Yeah, people will be buying more guns in 2024 in yeah, Wyoming. Big okay. Christmas gift. Uh, don't laugh when somebody says you have too many guns. No, that's a big Christmas gift. Yeah, that you can't make that as a. Uh, do not break out cussing and screaming every time someone mentions Liz Cheney. Just get over it already. Promise to not yell, let's go Brandon at sporting events. <laughs> let's just stop doing that. Yeah, please, let's stop yeah. doing that. Uh, let me see. Oh, and every time you see a smart car in your town, don't go buy rolling coal. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> it's just not polite. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather have smart cars or smart drivers? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the this is never going to happen. The Wyoming New Year's resolution of not making fun of people from California—that's not going to happen. Well, yeah. Let's 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 continue that one for another year. Yeah. Okay. Um, skip on the gone fishing sign and stay at work. No. No. That's not going to happen. Oh. Uh, let's see. No more stopping for roadkill. And try to go for an entire year without yelling, hold my beer. I mean, just one year. Okay, I can do that. I doubt it. Well, it, it doesn't start It doesn't <laughs> start until Monday. Well, oh, oh, okay. So you've got, yeah, get that over. But when we get into 2024, let's face it, if you're from Wyoming, at some point you're going to be screaming at the top of your lungs, hold my beer. Or for some of us, yeah. hold my Geritol. I, well... <laughs> Are we reaching that age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. we're so okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Do the rules change when we get that much older, or do we? we well, just... no, no, no. We change the rules. Oh, okay. We change the, the rules. rules are the same for the rest change. of the folks. Okay. We we change. College football: The Wyoming Cowboys will conclude the season tomorrow in Tucson. They'll meet Toledo in the Arizona Bowl. It's been quiet for the folks this week uh, down there and just practicing away. And head coach Craig Bowl will be working the the final game of his career. Everyone seems to be healthy, and now it's time to win one for the old ball coach. Toledo has some key players on offense exit through the transfer portal, but it's still going to be a challenging game. UW needs 
to play tough as nails defense, which they usually do. Throw the ball for show and run the ball for dough. Cowboys three and a half point favorites in the contest. That's a 2.30 start from Tucson tomorrow from Arizona Stadium. And we'll have it for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. Pro football, the Denver Broncos with their very, 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 very slim playoff hopes. They'll host the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. The Broncos are, very, are good enough to make the playoffs at 7-8, and eight, but they have not been mathematically eliminated. They'll have Jarrett Stidham at quarterback uh, this Sunday as Russell Wilson finds himself on the bench. Head coach Sean Payton says he wants a spark on offense. The team wants to save a lot of money on his contract, keeping him healthy so he doesn't have to, so he'll pass his physical in March. Uh, Denver's coming off an embarrassing loss last week to a bad New England team, yet they're three-and-a-half-point favorites in Sunday's game against the Chargers. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at BYU tomorrow afternoon, and BYU comes into the game rated 12th in the country. They're 11-1. Traditionally, Wyoming winning at BYU in men's basketball is just rare. And then the Cowboys come in at 7-5 after an ugly loss to UTEP in the Sun Bowl tournament in El Paso. It's a 4 p.m. start tomorrow from Provo. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will open up Mountain West Conference play tomorrow afternoon in Laramie, hosting Boise State. Cowgirls are 5-6 and six after an ugly loss to Eastern Washington in that tournament in Las Vegas. That was a 19-point loss they absorbed, and turnovers remain an issue for this team. Boise State is 9-4, and four, but they were drilled by Eastern Washington this season, too. That's a 12-30 start from the AA in Laramie tomorrow for women's hoops, and that's it in sports. Okay, let's break down this weekend's game. So this is, everybody shows up highly motivated because yes. the coach is retiring, and everybody wants to go out like on a really high note. So how do you see this going that, down? That, that being said, I you know, I think it's all down to the basics. Whoever turns the ball over less and make you know has a better chance to win. So if Wyoming can run the ball and choose some clock and just kind of just progress, you know, through there and hold on to the ball, then they're going to be fine on that end, which they should be able to do. On defense, you know, these, Toledo's got a, a different quarterback in there. They're going to have a, a different running back kind of guy in there that they that, that did not play during the you know you know they were they were at the starters. So, hey, line up and just knock these guys on the, yeah. on on their on their helmets. You but know, you're still sticking with though. It's going to be decided at the last minute. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. either the last play of the game or the last play of the game before the last play okay. of the game. So on Tuesday. You and I will sit down and talk about how wrong you were about everything. Uh, again. Yeah, okay, again. All right, That's you. my New Year's resolution sure. there. Yeah, to be wrong about everything? Wait, pretty much. Easy to do. Yeah. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. It is open phones, by the way. I'm getting all sorts of comments on the eco-sexual woman and her uh, erotic romance with a tree. Yeah, okay. Just... You let your imagination run wild. I'll tell you that story after national news, local news update on your weather forecast. Wake up, morning. Pure. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, I just got a big letdown from Miss Mary over here. I understand, Mary, but <clears throat> not validating my feelings, I tell you. For those people waiting for the tree hugger story, this is beyond tree hugger. I'll get to that in just a minute. Now, first of all, let me set this up. Years ago, 
I was in a mall before the mall had opened. And it was a lady walking down the mall like I was, coming my way. And we were like the only two in the entire mall because it hadn't been opened yet. And she's on the phone, on her cell phone, just really upset about something. I don't remember what it was, but she was really upset about something. And as she's explaining what's upsetting her, I can hear the person on the phone, a guy, that's all I could tell. Because I could hear him talking. It sounded like one of those Charlie Brown voices to me. You know, wah, 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 wah. I couldn't understand what he was saying. But I can understand what she was saying. And she ends up saying something... The short story is really ridiculous. I mean, incredibly ridiculous. I mean, so absurdly ridiculous. I went, oh, you got to be kidding me, lady. And there's a pause as she's waiting for the person on the phone to react. And finally I hear, wah, 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 wah. And, oh, oh, she was so flustered. Oh, my Lord, she was so flustered. Well, you're, you're saying my feelings aren't valid. And I'm thinking, lady, I just heard what you said. If that's what you feel, that's not valid. Your feelings are not always valid. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's true. In fact, I would think in most cases, your feelings are fooling you. I don't trust feelings to tell me what to do. I don't make decisions based on my feelings. So a moment ago, I was telling Miss Mary, sometimes when I get off work, Right up the road from here is a Subway sandwich shop. Now, for those people who live in the town that I live in, you're thinking, in this town, we have a ridiculous amount of Subways here. But anyway, I'll go up there because I can get a tuna sandwich. It's right up the road. I can just walk in. In fact, I've gotten enough tuna sandwiches there that they know me. I walk through the door. When my car is parking, as I'm pulling into a spot, they see me. And they just start making the sandwich. I get there well before lunchtime when you think of the hours that I keep. So there's usually no one else in the parking lot, and I pull in. So they just start making the tuna sandwich the way I like it. And then I walk through the front door, and they already have it ready. I just have to walk up to the register, pay them. There you go. Hey, Glenn, here's your tuna. See? Past few days, though, I've walked in, and all of the old employees are gone, and they have all new employees there. Now I have to stop and explain what I want and how I like it made. And I've decided just not to go back there anymore because it's just exhausting. At which point, (laughs) Miss Mary (laughs) looks at me and starts laughing. And she says, you know, I would love to validate your feelings. (laughs) But I'm thinking the employees are not the problem. Well, she would be right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how lazy do I have to be that I can't? I just got done training all of those people, and all I had to do was walk in the door and just slap my money down and walk away. Now I have to explain it every time I walk. God, that's exhausting. <laughs> and this, that's worse than, you've heard the expression, well, gee, first world problems. That's worse than first world problems, really, if you think about it. Okay. I'm getting all sorts of notes here. Let's see. Dave in Torrington. Morning, Glenn. I am listening on the app today as I am in Georgia, moving my daughter to Bonita Springs, Florida. Beautiful area. What does she need to know about Bonita Springs? 
other than it's beautiful? No, I mean, that's about it. She will just, look, Dave, and this is a good Dave. This is not the other Dave. Dave, she will absolutely love living in Bonita Springs. Take it, have her take her time, get to know the town. It's a beautiful place. She'll absolutely love it. All right. To RH in Wiggins, Colorado, Glenn re, uh, referencing the tree hugger lady, and I'm not going to read the rest of it, RH. Okay, that's between you and me. <laughs> uh, the second one, RH. I'm not reading that on the air. True dog in Cheyenne. So when the eco-sexual woman hugs a tree, and again, I'm not going to read the rest of that, true dog. So for those who are wondering... <laughs> I'm not. You can text me that, but I'm not going to read that on the air. Here's the story. But first off, let's do the lead-in. You've heard of tree huggers, right? So put on your respirator and let's fix that generator. And while we're out, we'll mend our fences too. See, I'm not afraid of dying. Just got reasons for surviving. I want one more day in the with you. Yeah, see, people like this are people, this tree hugger lady, are real end times cult to climate change. Here's the headline, and it's not a fake headline. It's a real headline. Ecosexual, yes, that's actually a term. Ecosexual woman claims she is in an erotic relationship with a tree. Now, before, yes, that's what it says. Now, before I get into this, I have to ask, is this appropriate? How does she know that it's consensual? I mean, the tree may consider this to be rape. It's not like the trees that you saw in Lord of the Rings, the walking, talking. It's not like Groot. Yeah, if you can understand Groot with I am Groot, if you can understand him, maybe you you know if it's consensual or not. But this tree is not a walking, talking tree. So how does she know that the relationship is consensual? I'm thinking we should get her in trouble here. Someone needs to be called. Besides a therapist for her, but okay. Story says a woman who describes herself as an ecosexual believes she is in the midst of a love affair with an oak tree. Well, of course it's an oak tree. Doesn't that chafe? I don't know. Uh, the woman, forty-five years old, and I gotta, I gotta ask at at this point in her life, has she just been through multiple bad relationships to the point that that's got to be it? Claims she connected with the tree during her lonely solo walks on the summer of 2021. Those walks began the year earlier during the coronavirus pandemic. It was the same year she moved to Vancouver Island, British Columbia. She said, I was walking a path near the tree five days a week for a whole winter. I noticed a connection with the tree, she said, explaining she had been craving that rush of uh, energy that comes when you meet a new partner and it is not here's that word again sustainable right so she's imagining that something's happening here again how lonely do you have to be it's not just that i think she's been rejected a lot it was during the pandemic so she really is by herself 
Quote, the presence I feel with the tree is what I'm looking for, but that's a fantasy with this person, she says. At least she admits it's a fantasy. The feeling of being tiny and supported by something solid like an oak tree. The feeling of not being able to fall. Oh, you can fall and break your leg out of one of those. She says it's like an erotic experience. I would lie against it. And then she talks about her feelings as she lies against the tree. Um, there is a website for ecosexuals. It describes, I'm actually going to click on this, ecosexuality in part as a person that finds nature not just romantic, but sexual and sexy. <clears throat> yeah, and there actually is, here it comes, ecosexuals. There's actually a website for this. Okay, at least, uh, you know, I probably should go ahead and, yeah, there's nothing really bad on the website as far as pictures, right? It just defines it. And then how to participate. Oh, my God, they have parades? Okay, San Francisco Pride Parade, Santa Cruz Pride Parade. So they join, they join Pride Parades. They have a schedule. They have a tour schedule. I don't know what for. Maps and locations. Uh, press contacts. I might have to explore this, on a, but there's a whole website for this. Anyway, she believes that ecosexuality is simply a different way to explore. Uh-huh. You go from death in the winter to everything becomes spring and nature and so on. Okay. See, I understand taking a look at nature and going, wow, that is... I mean, I'm constantly amazed by what I see in nature. But I don't consider it... Um, erotic in any way, right? So again, I first off, I want to call the cops because I don't think that the tree has consented to anything. That's the first thing I think we need to do. And while we're at it, we're going to have to get the tree some therapy. I'm not sure how that works, but I'm sure it has been traumatized by this woman. And finally, if we can find some kind of medication and therapy for the woman, I think everybody will be okay. Let's wake up. Sure, this show is sustainable. We sequester all gas emissions to one room. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and FM 95.1, weekdays at 6. Twenty-one's the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Okay, so since I did dive out, there was an eco lady thing that I just talked about. Let's go ahead and do a couple of things with the cult of climate change before we finish off the year here. And in this case, I got to talk about Al Gore. I have a, in fact, let me call it up real quick here. This is a website I go to on a regular basis because to me, this is just beyond fun. Get down to my climate file here, and oh, there's so many good stuff here. This is the extinction clock, and I, I've read this to you before. The extinction clock has a bunch of countdown clocks on it. Uh, some of these countdown clocks are things that are they claim are going to happen in the future. Some things have already happened. Like, for example, when Greta Thunberg quoted a uh, what she says is a climate scientist and said that we have five years to quit using coal, gas, and oil, or we reach a tipping point and it's over. Well, we crossed that tipping point 191 days ago. And she had that on Twitter, but she took it down as we got closer to the day. Mass extinctions all over the world was going to be a massive crash and mass extinctions. That was supposed to happen 255 days ago. 
And this goes back and back and back. New Ice Age coming was supposed to happen two years, 151 days ago. You see what I mean? Okay. So <clears throat> besides the past predictions, that never came true. Oh, what's going to happen? Let me see. We have uh, one year and 10 days. Climate will reshape global, national, and local politics. Well, it already kind of is. Not climate, but the cult of climate change. Okay. Uh, Ten years before climate change results in human extinction. We have two years to go. Wow. <clears throat> we have two years. Ten years before climate change results in human extinction, says the cult of climate change. And we are just two years away from it. Okay. We only have two years left to live, everybody. So, you know, party now. Because beginning... Uh, Monday, really, that's the first. And then from there, you got two years left and we're done. Okay. So then there is, of course, as we get into the new year, the latest prediction from Al Gore. Of course. You're driving a big car. I come on your radio. I say the end's close. You just say no. I say it's global warming, but you call me a liar. But this planet's on fire. Well, of course, as we get into the new year, Al Gore has to make another prediction. Of course, they just got done with another climate summit, so he has to. And so many of his past predictions came, what just flat out didn't happen. One of my favorite ones, of course that the North Pole was going to be ice-free in the summertime. That was supposed to happen a few years ago. Hasn't happened yet. Also, the polar bear population is supposed to be extinct by now, according to Al Gore. And there's more polar bears than ever before. All right, so here's the latest. Adopt the climate agenda or there will be one billion climate refugees. Former Vice President Al Gore suggested during an interview that uh, a billion people will become climate refugees if the world does not adopt the political left's climate agenda. Gore made the prediction during the show on Sunday's CNN State of the Union with Jake Tapper. Hmm. Okay, that was just recently. We still have, he says, the ability to seize control of our destiny, he said. If we stop adding to the overburden of these greenhouse gas pollutants in the sky, we will reach what they call true net zero. And stop adding to the heat-trapping capacity up there. The temperatures will stop going up right away. Oh, he knows this? <clears throat> the temperatures will stop going up right away. He knows this. Yeah. This is... I love the question that was asked, not of him, but uh, recently during a climate conference. The, the big one they had, the uh, COP28 one, they just got done with the UN. Someone asked a very good question. So what if we do everything you say? How do you know it's going to work? If we did everything they demanded, including eating bugs, no more driving cars, et cetera, et cetera, how do we know that this is going to work? Al Gore says, oh, you know, we, we stop uh, pumping greenhouse. If we reach net zero, oh, it'll help immediately. And if we stay true net zero, half the human-caused greenhouse pollution will fall out of the atmosphere in as little as 25 to 30 years. Again, there's no, <laughs> no evidence of that at all 
Al Gore is saying that, but there aren't any scientists saying that. Okay. Gore said solar electricity and wind electricity were the solutions to the so-called climate crisis, but made no mention of nuclear energy. Uh, quote, he said, we can do this if we just overcome the greed and political power of the big fossil fuel polluters who have been trying to control the process, he claimed. By the way, while he's saying this, we actually have nations around the world using more coal, gas, and oil than ever before. And I've reported on that within the past couple of months. The world is using more coal, gas, and oil, not less. Here in America, we're using less. But the rest of the world is using more, not less. So they're losing this fight, really. So Gore goes on to say, the scientists who warned us of these megastorms and floods and mudslides and droughts and the ice melting and the sea level rising and the storms getting stronger and the tropical distress and climate migration across the board, and none of that has happened. He said they were dead right about this, really, because none of that's happened. Anyway, so we need to pay more attention to them. Okay, so we can reclaim our destiny, Gore says, uh, speaking of climate change. Uh, this is where the group that every time there's a hurricane, there's more hurricanes than ever before, and they're bigger and more powerful. Actually, they're not. You know, they're, they're really not. All right, we're coming up on some... Well, take a look at the long-term data. You'll see what I mean. There's not more and bigger storms. And we're actually in a rather cool, calm period right now, so it's a good time to be alive. All right, we're coming up on... Some local news update on your weather forecast right after that. I have a nice long segment, which I've got some things to talk about, but it's open phones all the way. 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here Still I know the world's on fire The situation's dire A lot of work and courage is gonna be required but Or the only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower Hey, it's cold down here Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods 6 a.m. weekdays on AM 1030 and FM 95.1 Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming, and it's open phone. So 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Mike is in Laramie. Morning, Mike. Listening to you about the uh, algorithm and all, and I mm -hmm. concluded that these cultists of the climate are infected with something I call carbon derangement syndrome. <laughs> I have a theory and I'll on give that, you an example. Ahead. I'll give you okay. an example. Up in Iceland, all the heat and hot water comes from geothermal sources. Right. When I was living up there, we never ran out of heat, never ran out of hot water. Yeah. Well, all this geothermal stuff comes from lower in the earth, yeah. later called the mantle, and the mantle is the greatest reservoir of naturally occurring carbon dioxide. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when this stuff comes to the surface in volcanoes, geysers, hot springs, it outgasses carbon dioxide, water, hydrogen, sulfide. So up in Iceland, 
where all the heat and hot water is coming from geothermal, they're trying to capture and sequester the naturally occurring carbon dioxide and pump it back into the ground. Right. Now, if yeah. that isn't carbon derangement, I don't know <clears throat> what is. I have a theory. Okay. I do yeah. think we're dealing with people from another planet. Now, on their planet, they have a hive mentality, which is why socialism uh, works to them. They don't understand. Okay. He, among human beings, we're individuals, so it doesn't work here. The next thing is on their planet, CO2 is an actual pollutant. And so uh, they're panicked by it. They don't understand why here it's a life-giving. Because on Earth, without CO2... There's no life. Well, that's true. That yes. means- so it just blows them away. This stuff is poison on our planet. Why are you guys, I, I don't, we don't understand why you're making more of it and pump it into the atmosphere. This proves to me that they're aliens from another world. I mean, I mean, I mean they're going there. I mean, they were complaining about what man-made carbon dioxide from power plants. Now they're going after naturally occurring. Yeah. You mentioned, a, I think, I mean, it was you about they're getting all upset about the carbon dioxide that we produce when we exhale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think I've got a project for our scientific illiterate governor. Mm-hmm. What if he go get someone to calculate the carbon footprint of Yellowstone with all its geothermal features sure. and then try to sequester, capture and sequester all the carbon dioxide coming from Yellowstone National mm-hmm. Park. I one time was online, some chat room online, and we were talking about pollution and real pollution, not CO2, but actual pollution. And I said, well, the earth pollutes itself more than human beings ever could. And there's one guy, that's oh, true. he just, that's not true. That could, pop. well, and I pointed out in Washington state, just to pick one, there's one volcano, hasn't erupted in a long time, but it smolders. It just sits there smoldering. That one volcano in Washington state puts out more toxins than every single factory in Washington state combined. So there's one example. Now, there's a bunch of 50-some volcanoes active right now around the world, which is actually very typical. So the world pollutes how much? Naturally, I mean, when yeah. they go out to the naturally occurring pollution, yeah. I mean, the Earth, you're right, the Earth is polluting itself. Yeah. And that's what I call a carbon, de- you know, the carbon derangement. Carbon derangement, that's a good way to put it, yeah. All right. Thank yeah, you, Mike. I'm, Have I'm a great evening. Sure. All right, so it's Mike from Laramie calling in. So I, I think he's got um, a really good point. It is kind of a carbon derangement thing. Because, look, I've, met, I've mentioned this before, but because Mike brought it up, I'll mention it again here. Let's say you wanted to build a greenhouse in your backyard, which in Wyoming or surrounding states is not a bad idea. That way you can grow stuff year-round. You can actually, I found it online, you can actually buy a carbon emitter, a CO2 emitter that will add, it will create and pump more CO2 into your greenhouse. Now, if you're wondering, well, why in the world would I want to do that? Thicker, greener, lusher plants, more fruits and vegetables, and the fruits and vegetables you get will be thicker, greener, okay? because it's like an airborne fertilizer. And there's NASA studies out there. I've read several on the air. There's NASA studies out there that say CO2 is actually greening the planet. More CO2 in the air. And by the way, the extra CO2, human beings are pumping extra CO2 in the air. That is true. But most of the rise in CO2 over the past uh, century or so has not been us. It's just nature. 
So the, t- the CO2 level would have still gone up without human beings getting industrial. Although we are helping to add more, for sure. But Al Gore's idea, well, if we just stop p- pumping CO2, that it would do nothing to change the temperature of the planet. Yes, CO2 is a greenhouse gas, but it's one of the least effective greenhouse gases out there. If you want to take a look at a real greenhouse gas, water. Derek is in Douglas. Morning, Derek. Morning, Glenn. How are you today? Good, sir. What you got? Well, it's just uh, we had a Converse County Republican Central Committee meeting, and there were some members of the Freedom Caucus there a couple weeks ago. And, you know, a question was posed to him. I posted it to him. And about the Wyoming Commissioners Association, You're, are you aware of this organization? I am not. Okay. Th- this is one of your big government Republican associations in Wyoming. Okay. If you look at the website, look at the leadership and staff, it tells a story. Um, and then if you look at the corporate sponsors of this association, you know, uh, Mussolini called the marriage of government and corporations corporatism. You know, mm-hmm. Hitler called it fascism, or we call it fascism via, via Hitler. So yeah, um, this is one of the, the biggest leveraged organizations in the state. Uh, it's big government. And remember, it's Republican. There's no Democrats there. Um. So that's something that, that I'd like exposed a little bit more. I mean, they're trying to, you know, we could solve a lot of problems locally, I think. You know, the state party's doing the, the best job they can to try and, you know, keep this in check. Right. But I, we need to vote a bunch of these people out. These are big government Republicans. They're, they're Rockefeller, Bush Republicans. Um, and I was going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Would, would you rather have good leadership? or constitutional representation? I'd rather have constitutional representation because I don't trust these people to be good leaders. Okay. What would you and rather I, have? But Oh, constitutional representation, okay. but with the populace voting to let local entities like cities and counties invest their money in the market, it seems the populace is turning yeah. away, away from that. Um, has for a long time. But anyway, I was just curious there. And a lot of times these guys that run their own businesses, they get into politics and they brag they've created a whole bunch of jobs and stuff, and that's great. Right. But then they they, they end up not being very good employees. Right. Yeah. And I this is where when it comes to people that we elect for government, and this has been this way, always been this way, but it's not a new thing. We tend to elect the worst kind of people. And these are people who claim that they're going to fix all sorts of problems. I mean, for God's sakes, Derek, they're even telling us they can fix the weather. They swear they can fix all sorts of problems, but the more they try to fix stuff, the worse they make things, which is why I'm not in favor of people in government having much power at all. I want them to have as little power as possible. I'm with you. Okay, Derek. Hey, thanks for calling in. Derek calling in from Douglas. Got Mike down in Laramie. That's why I like doing this program. Uh, Well, there was one guy. Pat, uh, Nick was just parked. I don't know where. (laughs) 8.45 is the time. It's wake. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Eight forty-eight is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box to talk to Frank Gambino. So, uh, Miss Mary was pretending to work yesterday. 
And she did a great job. And it was my fault. Oh. <clears throat> so I came up yesterday with this idea, rather than putting up signs fining tourists, you're fined if you do that. We will charge a fee. Yeah. Right, okay. So she came up with a pricing package. <clears throat> she named her company Yellowstone Tourons, Inc., Okay. So would you like, if instead of being fined for sticking your face in the geyser, here you can buy this as a ticket, the geyser spa package. Yeah. This is very, actually, this is really, you got to go to the Wake Up Wyoming website and take a look at the story because there's a picture of it here. She made a really nice layout. It looks good. And so for $4,000, you can risk your 4, life and limb. Risk your life and limb for a once in a lifetime, literally. Soak in Yellowstone's famous geysers. You, Four thousand. Well, but it's it's you will never get this opportunity again. Well, and you don't Trust want it me. again. Yes, right. And she even puts it at the bottom. Bucks. Really, truly, a bad idea. It's right there at the bottom. Now, the fluffy cow snuggler. If you thought the geyser thing was bad, you want to go uh, hug a fluffy cow? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a total package cost uh, ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand. Yeah, walk right up to any fluffy animal and cuddle. Unlimited access, bison, bears, moose, elk, and more. So it's a whole animal package out there. Okay. Perfect for the animal lover. Uh, commemorative videos will be available. Unique mauling experience, all yours. Okay. Now, 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 let's yeah. say like 100 people want to pay $10,000 each yes. and all do it at the same time. Yeah, wow. Make it a ton of money. Yeah. Now, my favorite package, I hadn't suggested. She made this up herself, and I love this. The Off-Road Explorer. Those are for people who are on the trails, which are clearly marked, and they decide, forget that, I'm going to go off into the woods. Yep. Okay. $2,000. That, that's more reasonable. Yeah. Satisfy your adventure exploring Yellowstone's restricted areas. Never return. Unlimited access. Carcass dump sites. Bear management areas. Wolf dens. Personalized missing persons poster. Right. Yeah. We will get you. We will make a poster in advance. Because you're going to go missing. That's the best 2000 bucks <laughs> yes. you can spend. Exactly. And don't worry. You get lost out there. We're not even going to try to look for you. So your solitude, if that's what you were looking for, you got it. is insured. <laughs> you got it. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in the Arizona Bowl tomorrow afternoon in Tucson. They'll meet the Toledo Rockets. It's been a quiet week for the folks down there. Not a whole lot of drama. And head coach Craig Bowl will be working in the final game of his career. So maybe the team will just get out there and win one for the old ball coach. Now, Toledo, on their end, had some talented offensive players exit in the transfer portal. But this is probably going to be a really challenging game for UW. And number one, they're going to have to play really tight defense. And then they like usual. They throw the ball for show and run the ball for dough, so the running game has really got to excel. Cowboys three and a half point favorites in the contest. That's a 2.30 start from Tucson tomorrow. And we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Larry. Pro football, the Denver Broncos with their very slim playoff hopes will, ho will host the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. The Broncos really aren't good enough to make the playoffs at 7 and 8, but they have not been mathematically eliminated. They do have Jared Sidham at quarterback as Russell Wilson will find himself on the bench. Head coach Sean Payton wants a spark on offense wink wink and the team wants to save some money with this contract keeping him healthy wink wink denver is coming off an embarrassing loss last week to a bad new england team yet they are three and a half point favorites in sunday's game men's college basketball the wyoming cowboys will be at byu and provo tomorrow afternoon byu comes into the game 12th in the country they're 11 and 1 traditionally over the years and years and years wyoming winning at byu and basket men's basketball is rare and the post come in at seven and five after a ugly loss to utep in the sun bowl tournament in el paso that's a 4 p.m star from 
Provo. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team opens Mountain West Conference play tomorrow afternoon in Laramie, hosting Boise State. Cowgirls are 5-6 and six after an ugly loss to Eastern Washington in that tournament in Las Vegas. That was a 19-point loss they absorbed, and turnovers remain an issue for this team. Boise State is 9-4. and four. They were also drilled by Eastern Washington this season. That is a 12-30 start once again from the AA in Laramie tomorrow. That's it in sports. So remind me again here, where is the UW game? Tucson. Tucson. How do I get exactly to where this place is? Get on the highway and go, go south. Arizona. That's it. It's yeah, just go through Tucson. Phoenix. Phoenix, right. You know, and then you head down to Tucson. Okay. You'll be, I mean, if you left today, yes. you'll be there by tomorrow. Okay. See, I, or maybe I even that. later today. Who knows? Because uh, Mark Hewer is, I'm sorry, Mark Sure, is uh, going he's going down. to the Broncos yes, game? Yes, he. Oh, he's going to the Broncos. I thought he said he did. No, no, he's, he's going to the Broncos, the Broncos game. game. Well, that's closer. The rest of the folks are going to the Cowboy game. Why would you go to the Broncos game? Yeah, exactly. I don't see the point. And, and, and but you can, you know, no, go, I, go I know what it is. I, he's going to the Broncos game. We're taking his son because he's just cheap. Yeah, I mean the tickets aren't much. No, they must have reduced the price on beer a little bit to get people. You in. would think, but yeah, I, think, I, I no. think you're sorely mistaken. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah. Uh, the cost of the Broncos game has to be at an all-time low. So yeah. I'm thinking he wants to go to a ball game with his son, but he doesn't want to actually have to pay for it. Well, so he's going to see the Broncos. I'd rather go see a game in Tucson. I would, too. Yeah, if I if I were into sports, I would go there. But if I'm just, you know, I mean, really, just a tightwad, I'm going to pick the worst <laughs> team out there and go to those games. They're cheap. Yes. Why not? Save a bunch of money. Your team is now, your favorite team is now the worst team because you just want to keep that money in your wallet. It's buy one, get one free. There you go. Yeah, I can buy one game, go to the second free. Let's <laughs> yeah. wake up, Wyoming. Four. Nine oh six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Last show of the year, right here. And then you got Monday, of course, is New Year's. We do have Monday. When I say we, Miss Mary and I have Monday off, and everybody else who helps us out in the program, Frank Gambino and so on. I do think that what New Year's Day is as a holiday is it's scheduled as the day that you recover from. New Year's Eve. That's why it's a holiday. It's more like a recovery day than an actual holiday. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I want to go back real quick to the last caller that we had. Just a point that I was bringing up to Derek, who's in Douglas, which is why I don't trust government to do much of anything, which is why I'm more of a libertarian guy. But it falls in line with what our founding fathers were after as well when it came to government which don't trust these people first off to be competent or smart or honest they really can't be and we tend to elect some of the worst possible people ever and remember our founding fathers were getting rid of a king and oftentimes royalty despite that they get worshipped the way they do are some of the worst people ever and yet we put them in power so no i don't trust these people in government to be smart or competent or honest. They can't fix everything. Everything everything they try to get a hold of to fix probably wasn't a problem in the first place. But even if it was, they're just going to make it worse, and they often do. That's why healthcare is worse, college is worse, energy is worse, 
Our debt keeps getting worse. I mean, and, and then they promise us things like they can fix the weather. They're going to fix the climate so we never have bad weather again. This is your government for you. Who can take your money? With a twinkle in their eye. A twinkle in their eye. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. The government. The government can. The government can. And who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the trees? Let you run a business and collect up all the fees. The government. give themselves a raise, not only does Congress constantly give itself a raise. For a while there, they had it set up where they would automatically get a raise unless, which would happen quietly. They wouldn't have to vote themselves a raise. It just came automatically unless they passed a bill to say they wouldn't get a raise. That finally, after enough complaints, I think they got rid of that. But all right. You're going to hate this. Yeah, I'm sorry you're going to hate this. Now you're having trouble paying for your groceries and rent, things like that. But, hey, great news. Biden just gave federal employees their biggest raise in 40 years. It used to be, it used to be that government employees were some of the worst paid people in the country. If if you had a, let's say you had a, a kid and your kid became a bureaucrat. People would say, oh, I'm sorry. Did he not do well in school? Because a bureaucrat was it was a safe job. But it was not a job for smart, competent, creative people. It still isn't really, but they get paid outrageously well now. 
All right, so the story says President Biden on Thursday issued an executive order implementing his plan to provide civilian federal workers with an average of 5.2% pay raise beginning well, first of the year. At uh, first proposed fiscal 2024 budget plan last March, the increase amounts to 4.7% cent, uh, across the board basic pay alongside an average 0.5 increase for local utilities as authorized by the Fiscal 2024 National Defense Authorization Act, which Biden is expected to sign this week. So the average is about a 5.2% raise next year. Pay increase marks the largest authorized federal worker raise since the Carter administration adopted a 9.1% raise back in 1980. So note that according to, well, annual raises, U.S. employees average, most people, when they get a raise, it's about 3%. Tops. Most people, when they get a raise, it's about 3% tops. These guys are going to get 5.2%. Well, a lot of you get a raise, and it's like 2%, and you're really excited to get that, right? The source said, meanwhile, on top of historic pay increases, tens of thousands of federal employees will see a slightly larger increase than expected thanks to a slew of recent changes to the local pay system. So there you go. They're going to get a nice little chunk of change added in there. Um, and you, on the other hand, even it look, while prices continue to go up, now inflation has eased. That has eased, but it's still inflating at faster than what we wanted to. And in the meantime, most Americans out there are not getting raises. All right. So you're losing money. You're not getting more. In the meantime, you know, your government will just go ahead and pay them a whole lot more. Here's a nice big fat raise for those people. And if I sound like I'm grumbling about it for you federal employees out there, uh, my answer to that is you know, I know you want to get paid a good chunk of change, but most of what you get paid is far and above. For the same job, if the same job were in the private sector, you wouldn't get be getting paid anywhere near that much. It used to be the opposite of that. So, yes, I'm, I'm opposed to federal employees not just getting so much in cash, but benefits, too. We have way too many federal employees, way too many, and they get paid way too much. And I know federal employees don't want to hear that, but that really is the case compared to what the average American makes and how often the average American can even expect to get a raise. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, now the military and retired, are underpaid. Chucky in Hebron, Glenn, today is President Andrew Johnson's birthday. Just a little history for today. I did not know that. And see, Chet and Yoder, it takes a trillion at least. You're looking at the, oh, I see. Um, that's all Joe Biden's voice, by the way. I Okay, Chet said to me something. I had to translate what he was setting, uh, saying in, in Joe Biden's voice, which is like, Ugh. Hebron. Hang on a second now. Uh Chucky is from um, taking a look at where that is. Uh, okay, so you're not in Wyoming. Are you in Nebraska there? Listening to me in Hebron, Nebraska? Okay, because I know, I think I've looked up your town once before, but now I'm trying to see, because I do see a Hebron, Nebraska. There's quite a few people who listen to this program from surrounding states, and they can listen on many different ways. So I wonder, are you listening to KGAB radio, or are you listening off the Wake Up Wyoming app? Because I'm taking a look at where you're located, 
at Chucky. I'm just curious as to how you're getting the signal there. It looks like you're so far down there, it looks to me like you might be getting the KGAB signal from that radio station. I'm just curious. Okay, for those fans of guns, and that's a lot of people in Wyoming, headline from Cowboy State Daily. I'll do this next. Wyomingites should think twice before selling guns to people in Colorado. Really? What does that mean? And now, Inspiring Word Salad by Vice President Camilla Harris. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up. They waved to their families. And they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. And then they launched. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Want to talk to Glenn? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine twenty-two is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's fun to see where people are listening from sometimes. A lot of listeners, of course, around the Wyoming area, but other people outside Nebraska, places like that. So let me see. Um, I'm glad you sent me a note back because I get curious about this. So here is Chucky in Hebron. Oh, Hebron where? And he says, let's see, uh, work in Porter's Northwest Indiana. Uh, 1,500 miles. Yeah, like 1,500 miles away. Listen every day. Though, keep up the good work. Happy New Year. Same to you. And, wow, that's a good far away. So I guess you've got to be on the Wake Up Wyoming app in order to do that. But glad you're out there. Also here in Wyoming, Ryan Park, Wyoming. Look that one up. Looks like a nice little community. So there's Tim. Don't Fed uh, get cost of living. Oh, yeah. The Fed employees get a cost of living in uh yeah, as well, yeah. Okay. Federal employees is what I was talking about, getting that cost of living uh, increase. And Ryan Park, I had not thought about that place in quite a while, but that's a neat little community way the heck out there. Okay, so since we were talking about Colorado and guns. Well, I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. Therefore, say, well, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns. From Cowboy State Daily, Wyoming Night should think twice before selling guns to people in Colorado. Oh, I bet you can think of a ton of reasons why not. Story says, crossing the state line from Wyoming into Colorado means crossing into a stricter, confusing patchwork of gun regulations that Wyomingites must be cautious about when selling firearms to friends south of the border. Now, that note, a few years ago, some lady in Colorado bought some legal marijuana and other marijuana products in, in Denver. Then she drove up to Cheyenne, where to her shock, she was arrested for possessing this stuff. And after dealing with some legal issues, they eventually let her go. Well, I forget if it was on bond or whatever, but they, she, she's out, right? But they kept her drugs. They kept her pot and her pot products. So she called. There's a recording of this out there. She called the Cheyenne Sheriff's Department, or I think it was was Cheyenne Police Department, or I don't think it was the Sheriff's Department. No, it was local Cheyenne Police Department. And she was talking to the chief of the police, 
who was recording the conversation, and she's saying she's demanding her stuff back. And he's trying to explain to her, ma'am, that stuff is legal in Colorado, but illegal in Wyoming, which is why you were arrested. So no, you can't have it back. Okay. See, different states have different laws. We're 50 separate countries in a big cooperative. We're different here. She didn't understand that. She did and refused to. All right. So, <clears throat> quote, according to a legal expert, crossing the state line for women in Colorado means crossing into strict or confusing patchwork of gun regulations. A legal expert says, I think a dealer would be well advised not to sell ARs to people from Boulder. In fact... I would hesitate to sell any gun to any Colorado resident since they have other weird laws. That's his words, not me. Like banning high-capacity magazines. Christopher Cross is who they were talking to. Cheyenne, former U.S. attorney for the District of Wyoming. A federal statute prohibits knowingly selling a firearm to someone from a place where firearms or the pieces of those firearms could be illegal. So, in other words... It, I get like that lady who came up with marijuana and marijuana products to Cheyenne. What do you mean you're, you're going to arrest me for that? What do you mean you're not going to give me that stuff back? Well, it's you, you shouldn't have crossed the state line. Same thing works with guns going south. And you're thinking, well, someone comes up to Wyoming from Colorado and I sell them a gun. And they go back to Colorado. Well, better talk to your lawyer. I bet you're not in trouble, but they are. Don't you go down to Colorado and sell a gun. Even so, Ryan Allen, owner of Frontier Arms in Cheyenne, told Cowboy State Daily that the policy of federal regulations regarding what's legal and what isn't still covers him from potential blowback over regulations in Colorado. If someone takes a firearm bought in Wyoming into Colorado areas where municipal regulations are restrict, he said, that's on them, not me, which is what I was saying just a moment ago. He cautions his customers from the Centennial State to be keenly aware of what they buy legally in Wyoming might not be legal in their hometown south of the border, someplace like that. For example, restrictions on AR-15s in Boulder. And you might look at that and think, yeah, but that's unconstitutional. Well, they're still working that out. In the meantime, it's not a good idea because you know what law enforcement will do if you go down there. Now, that uh, was implemented in response to a March 22nd, 2021 mass shooting. Of course, King Supermarket in Boulder left 10 people dead. There's a grandfather clause for people in Boulder who already own an AR-15 before the ban, but they have to register that firearm. So when it comes to private sales across state line, Wyomingites would do well to cover their behinds, Allen said. Colorado residents buying guns here should go through a background check before taking possession. According to the laws in Colorado, even for private purchases, you have to go through a background check. That's not a requirement for gun sales or trades between private parties in Wyoming, but the rules are different down there. So there's a chance that the private seller from Wyoming could get into hot water by selling a gun to somebody in Colorado without a background check. Full stories on Cowboy State Daily. Coming up on some local news that we have to take care of. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into it again. It is open phones and open chat on the chat option on your Wake Up Wyoming app. So for the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake Up Wyoming.
Store. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. 9.30 to 6 the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday and the last program of the year. So 97 Woods is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I just sent Miss Mary a meme. This <laughs> is good. Uh, it shows a button. For those people who have heated seats in their automobiles. Yeah. Okay. There's a button for a heated seat. They call them heated seats because rear defroster was already taken. I just <laughs> had never thought of it that way before. Okay. A couple of things here. Uh, one headline. Electricity becoming less reliable. Yeah, electrify everything, the story says, is one of the many unrealistic goals of the climate fanatics. Get rid of uh, ice, your cars, gas stoves, natural gas furnaces, coal, gas, oil, anything else that relies on coal, gas, and oil. Because wind and solar will replace it all. Well, okay, turns out that in the U.K., warning of unreliable energy applies in the U.K. and Europe for those who will be suffering and will be less well off. Last week, North American Electricity Reliability Corporation, or NERC, the body in charge of U.S. and Canada grid reliability, pushed published its latest 10-year outlook saying sharp increases in peak demand forecasts and the potential for higher generator retirements are raising concerns about electricity reliability. I've talked about this on this program here. As we shut down what is reliable and go to a more unreliable source of energy, wind and solar, this is what happened. In addition, there are risks that future generations mix in, in some regions could fail to deliver enough electricity to meet demand under energy-constrained conditions, is what they're calling it, including periods of low wind and sub-freezing temperatures, and then snow and cloudy days, and so on and so on. So I remember reading this a few weeks ago about this NERC uh, report. And let me see, this is Climate Justice Alliance. Indigenous people from around the world are taking a stand. Okay, well, as they continue with their climate justice, how are they going to square off climate justice when some of the poorest people are going to be hit first and foremost by unreliable and expensive energy. Think about that. The poorest people out there are going to be affected first and worst when it comes to unreliable, expensive energy, which is what's produced by wind and solar. Now, on that note, another one. New York City's climate policies could make life even more unaffordable for the middle class. Here we go again. Who are we affecting here? What does that do for poor people? New York City is moving with, uh, with several climate policies which are likely to make everyday life more costly for poor and middle class people. The city is aiming to slash greenhouse gas emissions by 80% by 2050, push sweeping building efficiency standards and local laws to impose automobile traffic congestion to bring it down as low as possible. And Daily Caller News Foundation spoke with people in Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan. And we each already, with energy, 15% more expensive than the rest of the nation. And what's this going to do to them? Yeah. So as they continue to put, and the, the article's kind of lengthy here, but 
This is from the website, What's Up With That, which is worth it. What's Up With That does a lot of uh, climate energy news. So you can look up what's up with that to see the problems that they're already facing out there, but what's coming their way. Now, back home here where we're living, we have right under our feet so much available and reliable and affordable energy. And they're trying to make it impossible for us to use it. And that includes, by the way, getting involved in things that are nonsense like carbon sequestration which just, and this all of the above approach to energy, which does nothing but make your energy less reliable and more expensive. And trying to work with or appease the Biden administration is not going to work. It just simply isn't. So one of the things we should, I, I think, focus on in the new year is getting us out as much as we can here in, in the Western states, getting us out of any kind of cooperation with our federal government, especially when it comes to any other energy than what we know to be affordable and reliable. And let's get out of the nonsense of carbon sequestration and work on affordability and reliability. Now, for those people who are asking, I've been asked this before, then how will we sell our energy to states like California and Colorado? Oh, we will because they'll get desperate. They will get really desperate when their grid starts to fail and they're going to have to buy that energy from somewhere and we're going to be the ones making it. And that's something that we really do need to make sure that not only the Wyoming legislators understand, but whether he likes it or not, Governor Gordon understands as well. Let's get out of the all of the above approach. Let's focus on what is affordable and reliable. Let's get out of carbon sequestration and focus on energy that is affordable and reliable, not just for the state, but for the region. And again, trust me, those states which find themselves with outrageously expensive, unreliable energy, wind and solar, will need the electricity, and we're going to be the ones producing them. 942, wake up, my home. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-seven. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino's waiting by. Have you made your plans for the next four days off? Not really. Okay. Well, let's see. Saturday. Yeah. Sunday. Monday. That's three. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. So I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just telling Miss Mary the same thing. I suddenly realized I now the reason I say four days off is because I tend to, when I get out of here, since I, you know, I get to work so early and I leave so early, it feels like I've had the day off because I have the rest of the day here. Right. I walk in to get some lunch and people say good morning to me. Exactly. Yeah, so, so I... So you're, you're counting today as the day off. I kind of do, yeah. It just feel kind of feels that way. But okay, and my answer was, I said to Miss Mary, I suddenly, I suddenly realized I don't have anything to do. I better come up with something to do. I hadn't made any plans whatsoever, so... Uh, okay. well... You know, there's got to be there's got, something. We'll, we'll work you know, on it. Get the, get the little, woo, you know, like, little yeah. things you can, the, the okay. horns you can blow and get a so little hands. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'll be asleep. You're, you're not even going to make it to, even, to the fall of the ball? I, I never do. I just go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now I apologize for what I'm going to do next. I started looking up New Year's Eve jokes. 
Oh, boy. Uh, tell someone, uh, don't tell someone on New Year's Eve, I haven't seen you for a year. Like, right there. Uh, right. Uh, uh, or see you next year, and it's like a uh, minute away. Right. My dad gave up smoking cold turkey. He's still coughing up feathers. Oh, that's just horrible. Why do you need jewelry on New Year's Eve to ring in the New Year? No, that's not it. What was Dr. Frankenstein's New Year's resolution to make new friends? Moderately good. Okay. Yeah, moderately. Moderately. Okay. Uh, What do snowmen like to do on New Year's Eve? Chill out. Who writes this crap? Uh. This is horrible. (laughs) Last year, I was able to keep... Because they're writing it on New Year's Day. Yeah. After a thousand glasses of champagne. Oh, my God, yeah. So, last year, I was able to keep all of my New Year's resolutions. I tucked away in a journal on my... Oh, he was able to keep his resolutions. He put them in a journal in his bookshelf. That doesn't mean he actually complied with the resolutions. He just kept them. Yes. Okay. What do you call someone who says they know all of the words to old Anxine? A liar. Yeah. That's okay. true, because nobody knows that song. No, that's exactly what you do. You stand in the crowd. That's what you do, exactly. Yeah. Happy New Year. Uh, let's see. No, I'm going to skip that one. That one absolutely sucks. I made a New Year's resolution to drink more water. So far, I've gotten as far as drink more. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that's we finally got. By the way, did that, I don't know if they still do this. Remember back in uh, the year 2000, and they did a thing on television where they went New Year's around the world. Yeah. I actually stayed up for that and went every single time zone on the planet as they rung in the New Year. I think the first one they showed was like Sydney, Australia. Yeah. It was really interesting to go around the globe like that. And I don't think they're they're doing that anymore. But that was that was one time I stayed up all night. One time. All right, a men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at BYU tomorrow afternoon, and BYU comes into that game rated 12th in the country at 11-1. Traditionally, Wyoming has really struggled in Provo, and so wins there are rare, and the Pokes come in at 7-5 and five after a relatively ugly loss to UTEP in the Sun Bowl tournament in El Paso. That's a 4 p.m. start from Provo tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team opens Mountain West Conference play tomorrow in Laramie, hosting Boise State. Cowgirls are 5-6 and six after an ugly loss to East. Eastern Washington in that tournament in Vegas. That was a 19-point defeat they absorbed and turnovers remain an issue for this team. Boise State is 9-4. and four. However, they were drilled by Eastern Washington earlier this season. 12.30 start from the AA in Laramie tomorrow. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will conclude the season tomorrow afternoon in Tucson. They will meet the Toledo Rockets in the Arizona Bowl. This is the second straight year the Pokes have been in the Arizona Bowl. This year, just, you know, it's kind of quiet down in Tucson, you know? Guys just seem to have a good time and focus on the game. Head coach Craig Bowl will be working his final game of his career so the Cowboy players need to get with it and win one for the old ball coach. Toledo has some key offensive players exiting in, uh, due to the transfer portal. It's still going to be a challenging game. UW needs to really play just tough as nails defense. You know, throw the ball for show, run the ball for dough, hang on to the ball. Cowboys are three and a half point favorites in the game. That's a 2.30 start from Tucson tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. Pro football, the Denver Broncos with their slim playoff hopes will host the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. The Broncos obviously are not good enough for the playoffs. They're seven and eight, but they have not been mathematically eliminated. They have Jared Stidham at quarterback as Russell Wilson will find himself on the bench. Head coach Sean Payton wants to spark on offense and the team wants to save money with his contract by 
keeping him healthy. Hmm. Denver's coming off an embarrassing loss last week to a bad New England team, yet they are three-and-a-half-point favorites in Sunday's game against the Chargers. And that's it in the sports. Happy to, New Year. Toledo Rockets? The Rockets. Never heard of them. Was there in Toledo? I guess it well, that explains I've been the to Toledo. There. Okay, yeah. It's Toledo. Okay, yeah, it is. Right. Well, if you remember now on MASH, uh, Clinger. Jamie Farr, was, yeah. Yeah, was from Toledo, Toledo. Ohio. Yeah, but okay. And, and then they do have the, 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 the Mud Hens is mm-hmm. the name of their baseball team okay. for, for the minor league. And they play in a really, really nice place downtown that has all these, like, literally, literally rust belt buildings. It's, okay. And they're huge because they have ships that come in sure. on the river and... You know, it's weird. It's just- we have got to come up with a better team than the Toledo Rockets next year. Am I just being a jerk there? I, I just- know. I, I think the, the Rockets are better than, like, the Eagles or you something. Think so? Okay, I just never heard of I want some team that, oh, you're going to play them? Wow. I want that kind of reaction. When there, there's the Anteaters. We can play them. Okay, that no, I don't no? have a problem with the, no? the... The Anteaters and the Rockets should get together, <laughs> is what I'm saying. All right, thank you, Frank. Have a great new you year. You too. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. Hey, we Mary and I have Monday off along with Frank, too. So we'll see you on Tuesday. But there is a repeat. And the Wake Up Wyoming app has old shows by podcast. So catch up if you want to during the weekend. Have a great New Year.